0: Welcome to Conversations with a Tech Recruiter. This is episode six. I'm your host, Dean Kulawira. Thanks for tuning in again. And uh, what I want to talk about today is uh, frustration I hear from a lot of job seekers, and that is, how do you prioritize, uh, and this is a question I get asked a lot, how do you prioritize which agencies, which staffing agencies to follow up with, which recruiters to follow up with? Uh, So obviously, during the course of your job search, you obviously will be coming across recruiters. And... uh, how do you figure out which ones you need to be focusing your time on because look during the course of a day or, or, or a week or a few weeks you have a finite amount of time that you can dedicate to your job search especially if you're uh, you're currently employed right you don't have the time and the freedom as uh, those of us who might not be employed uh, someone who's not employed unemployed obviously has probably their entire day to uh, dedicate to their job search. But, but if you're not working you you obviously need to be very, very protective over your time, so how do you prioritize uh, who, who you give the most level of priority to and, and h- how much time you focus on uh, in terms of recruiters and agencies for your job search? That's what I'll be talking about today, so uh, let's get right into it. So look, there's two major things you need to figure out when you're in touch with a recruiter. And I'm speaking from a a staffing agency recruiter perspective uh, since I do work on the agency side of the equation. So during the course of your search, you're reaching out to various types of recruiters and various agencies. How do you figure out which ones you want to focus on and pay attention to and follow up with? So look, there's two things you need to accomplish when you are in communication and in touch with a live recruiter. Number one is you firstly, you need to figure out is this recruiter someone that can really assist me? Does it make sense for me to follow up with this person? And I'm going to be getting into three questions, three quick, three key questions you need to be asking uh, that'll help you determine that part, right? So we're going to get to get to that part in a bit. Number two thing you need to accomplish, and it's your secondary uh, goal in the in the phone call or the meet or or that initial contact with the recruiter, and that is uh, t- to book a further conversation where you can sell the recruiter. Again, including myself being an agency recruiter, um, on your professional experience and your skill set. So look, folks, your LinkedIn messages, your emails, your resume, your CV, whatever you want to call it, these are all just tools to get you that conversation where you can set aside that 15, 20 minutes of uh, the recruiter's time to sell them on what you bring to the table, whatever your skill set. Obviously, I'm, I'm a technical recruiter, so uh, most of the people following me on on, on this podcast as well as LinkedIn, are primarily IT people. But look, this principle applies to uh, whatever, whatever vertical or field or, or skill set you're, you're in. You need to sell the recruiter on what you bring to the table and explain why you'd be an ex- excellent candidate for their clients. Uh, and what I mean, their clients, I mean the recruiter's clients, the staffing agency. And this and these initial meetings that you get with the right recruiters is what will lead to interviews with their clients. You need to you need to get in front of them and sell yourself, sell your skill set, sell your professional experience, sell the projects you've done, sell the accomplishments you've made. And that's not gonna be that's not gonna cut it if you're if you're doing that through emails and messages and just depending on your resume, folks. That's the reality of it, and that's a mistake a lot of you are making. You're depending on your resume, and your resume is not gonna be doing all the uh, gonna be getting you a job. A resume at most is gonna get you a that initial interest from a recruiter, a phone call, maybe an interview, but that's about it. the The, the resume is not is not what's gonna get you the job. So keep that in mind, and keeping this end goal in mind. Those two points, number one, qualifying the recruiter. Is this a recruiter that can help me and does it make sense for me to follow up with them? Number two, uh, getting that in-person face-to-face meeting with the recruiter or a a further follow-up phone call if if you can't meet them in person where you can talk in-depth about where you're from and what you bring to the table. So keeping these two things in mind, Uh, And again, I want to stress it again. The selling, the actual selling part needs to take place on that booked phone call or that booked meeting that you make where you have 15, 20 minutes set aside to run the recruiter through your background experience and or your your major accomplishments, those projects, all those interesting things. Right. You're not doing this on that initial phone call. You definitely want to mention something to to get the recruiter's attention. And by the way, I'm speaking about recruiters, but it could be a hiring manager, like whoever it is that you're reaching out to, that you that you get on the phone. And uh, look again, like I said, a common mistake a lot of job seekers make is thinking they can just sell their background through emails, messages, and saying I can send you my resume, and you know my and and inside you're thinking yeah my resume is gonna get me the job, it's gonna get me that uh, you know I can just depend on my resume. Wrong. Wrong wrong folks. Look a well-crafted email or message, a well-written resume, don't get me wrong. These are definitely crucial and important for your job search, but the only purpose they serve is in setting a hook and generating interest in a further conversation. And that's a conversation which needs to take place over the phone. Again, over a set period of time, like something something longer than just a few seconds or a few minutes. 15-20 minutes like I said. And that needs uh, and again needs to take place over the phone or ideally in person. So, look, basically, the next time you call in an agency and they fall into, you know, these categories, right, in terms of priority level and uh, that you want to meet with them, instead of saying, can I email you my resume so you can keep me informed about new opportunities, which is, by the way, it's very passive, I want you to switch that to when do you have around 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Recruiter, for me to visit your offices or schedule a foreign conversation so I can s- share with you some of the successes I have achieved for the organizations that I have worked at and how I can potentially bring similar value to your clients right so that's what you need to be aiming for folks and and uh look i can't stress how important that is uh now, as I said earlier on the in the in the uh, in this park in this particular episode, I wanted to cover three. Questions that you need to be asking that recruiter even before you get to the part where you're asking for the appointment. Uh, because look, I don't want you to jump ahead, right? That, that 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 script I just shared with you just now, that word check, very good. But before we get to that, even there's three very important questions you need to be asking those recruiters when you get them on the phone. Uh, so if you have a if if you're taking notes, if you got a pen and paper, you want to write these down. Use your phone if you want to uh, do the whole digital notes note taking thing. Uh, and and. Uh, Keep in mind these three very important questions, right? And this is important because look, if you're, and why these, to asking these questions is going to help you do it. What, what it's going to help you do is help prioritize which recruiters you need to be following up with, which ones you need to be giving a higher level of follow-up priority, which ones you need to be going, giving a, a lower level of priority, right? Because like I mentioned, you have a finite amount of time and you don't want to waste your time chasing after the wrong people. We've all been there. I've been there. You've you probably been there. You probably know a whole bunch of people that have been there, wasting time chasing down and following up with the wrong people. Uh, so look, that's lost time and that's lost energy, right? And again, you have a finite amount of time. So you need to ask the right questions that will help you determine if the person you're speaking to, uh, if it makes any sense for you to keep checking back with them and following, following up with them. And, and look, you need to be focusing your efforts on reaching out to the right people who have the highest chance of assisting you. And look, I get a lot of contact and communication from job seekers via phone calls, emails, LinkedIn messaging. And me personally, like sometimes I can assist them. Other times I can't because I'm not actively recruiting for a role requiring someone with their professional skill set. Look, if you've been following me for a while on on LinkedIn or, or on this, I know I just started this podcast recently. But so if you've been following me on LinkedIn for a while, you already know I've written in the past about the importance of taking the initiative to reach out to staffing agencies to introduce yourself over the phone. So look, this uh, what, what I'm talking about today, like I'm assuming that you've called in, you're, you've finished your introduction, that initial introduction, and now you want to get into qualifying the recruiter. And there there are a lot of great qualifying questions to ask. But what I'm, what I want to share with you right now is, in my opinion, the three most important questions you need to ask. And uh, you need to be asking these again after you've done that initial introduction, right? Maybe it's your, your 15, 20 second elevator pitch. And you finish that, you've caught their attention. What do you do next? You need to qualify them. You need to qualify the recruiter and determine if there is a potential for both you and them to partner up in your search, so that uh, you know they're able to help you find, get in front of their clients, and their clients get to meet someone very talented such as yourself for the particular role they're looking for. So, look, qu- question number one, uh, which you need to ask the recruiter, and uh, it goes something like this: Based on what I told you about myself, Mr. or Mrs. Recruiter, are you actively recruiting for someone with my background at this time? Now, this is the primary question you need to be asking to see if there's an immediate immediate opportunity for you, right? And the recruiter, and for the recruiter and yourself to be working together on that particular opportunity. If there is something immediately which might be a good a good fit for you, the conversation can now shift to discussing the available and relevant opportunity or opportunities. If there's multiple, right? And uh, now there's something active there. There's something right there that the recruiter is working on. Now you can have an actual conversation. You can you can go on to actually booking the meeting or booking another follow up phone call where you can set aside that 15 to 20 minutes I was talking about before where you can have that more in-depth conversation about the opportunity as well as your professional skill set and all of that. Uh, now, if your answer is no to this question, if the answer you get from the recruiters is no, like they don't have anything active that's a match for you uh, that, that uh, they can help you with, then you need to move on to question number two, which is, and uh, the, the word track should go something like, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Recruiter, have you recruited for my skill set in the past? Now, this question spe- kind of speaks for itself, but I want to clarify. You're trying to find out if they've ever recruited for your background in the past, and if they've done so frequently in the past, then you can anticipate them recruiting for someone, someone like yourself in, the, in some point in the future. Uh, because if, if, they, if they've never recruited, if you're a business analyst, let's say, just as an example, if you're a business analyst and, and you're speaking as a recruiter, they say, no, I don't have anything for you right now. Great. Have you recruited for any business analyst roles in the past uh, at, at your current agency, like uh, you know, on your current team or, or whatever the case is? That'll help you determine. Okay, how frequently has this person actually recruited for business analyst positions in the past? Like, and you're trying to get an idea here of how often they do recruit or look for people with your professional background and your skill set. And this will help you figure out how, how often you should follow up with them. Right. So, uh, hope that hope that question kind of asking you're kind of uh, seeing the point of asking that question. Have you recruited for my skill set in the past? Now, moving on to, th- to the, the third question are you anticipating recruiting for my skill set in the near or distant future? Now, asking this question allows you to figure out if they can help you at some point in the near future, right? And it kind of builds off, builds off from the second question and also helps you figure out, again, how often should you follow up with this, with this uh, recruiter? A recruiter who frequently recruits for your skill set should be assigned a higher follow-up priority level versus a recruiter who only occasionally recruits for your skill set. Practice your judgment here, folks. And uh, look, it's nothing complicated here. You're just trying to figure out, firstly, is this person working on something right now that I might be a good potential fit for? There might be a good mutual fit for? Number two, you're trying to figure out if not, if that's not the case, well, then how often do they recruit for my skill set? And, and if it is pretty frequently, now you know you, need to, you probably need to be following up with this recruiter more frequently than someone who does not very frequently recruit for someone with your professional experience and your skill set. So, look, number, the number one scenario, you know, the, number, the perfect ideal scenario, of course, will be number one, uh, which is what I went through, which is that they are actively recruiting for someone with your skill set. But if they're not, that does not mean you write off the recruiter right away. And that's why you want to ask those two other follow up questions, because you still need to find out if it makes sense to keep touch with them over the short term or the long term and how, how frequently, how often you should follow up. Uh, so that's why you want to ask those other two questions. Uh, so, look. Uh, I'm gonna go over, the, so just to go over the questions again. Number one, the first question you need to ask after you've done your introduction, based on what I told you about myself, are you actively recruiting for someone with my background at this time? Question number two, have you recruited for my skill set in the past? You're trying to figure out here. how frequently do they recruit for my skill set, right? Number three, are you anticipating recruiting for uh, someone with my background, my skill set, my job title, in the near or distant future? You're trying to figure out now the uh, the future p- potential. So that'll help you figure out how often should you recruit for this. uh, So how often you should follow up with this recruiter, and if it even makes sense for you to follow up, right? So, uh, very, very much some key questions uh, you need to be asking. And look, even if the recruiter is not actually looking for your skill set, if your end goal is to set up a more detailed discussion with the recruiter so you can really sell them on your value as a viable candidate, then the above, you know, those, those three questions I just shared with you will help up help you with uh, closing them and then getting an agreement on that so you can set up that follow-up conversation with the recruiter. And what I mean by this is, look, even if they're not recruiting for someone for, uh, such as yourself, at this current point in time, but having asked those other two follow-up questions, you figure out that they do actually recruit four people with your professional experience. And it's possible they might be looking for someone such as yourself in the future. You should now go into seeing if you can set up a, a further conversation or an in-person meeting so you can, you can further sell them on your experience and make sure that they keep you on top of mind. So how you can do that is... Uh, And and here's a very simple uh, word track you can use is, Mr. Mrs. Recruiter, I understand that you're you're not currently actively recruiting for someone with my background. However, given that you have recruited for... Uh, individuals with my background in the past and for what you've told me, you have recruited quite frequently for these types of roles as well. What I'd like to do is schedule a more detailed discussion with you so I can let you know, about, know more about my accomplishments, the kind of value and results I've gotten from my previous employers and managers uh, in the projects I've been involved with, which I can potentially deliver deliver for your clients when the need arises for someone with my background. What does your schedule look like for XYZ? And then provide them with a date or a couple of date, op- date times options. And uh, set up that meeting as well. Uh, and this will this will help you. And again, asking those que- three questions gives you better peace of mind that you're not going in and meeting this person and potentially wasting your time uh, if they're if they're not currently recruiting for someone with your you, with your experience and, and the job title that you're seeking. Uh, so look, remember, as as important as, as it is as it is, folks, to be reaching out to staffing agencies over the phone and introducing yourself, you also need to be asking the right preliminary questions to help you determine who can assist you and who can't. And again, I want to say it again, you have a finite amount of time, especially if you're currently employed, you need to be very picky about who you're spending time with, who you're following up with, who you're diverting or spending your your attention on uh, following up with and, and staying in communication with. So you need to do this qualifying at your end to determine, does it make sense for me to, to uh continuously follow up and check in with this recruiter and how often should i be doing that so look i hope this post this uh episode was helpful for you uh for those of you actively on the market for work or even passively whether you're unemployed employed doesn't matter you need to be qualifying the recruiters you're in contact with to help determine how often again how often you should be following up and if it even makes sense for you to follow up so look thanks so much for tuning in hope this is this was a very enlightening and helpful uh episode for all of you who tuned in uh, and uh, next, and I definitely want to be covering uh, more that, how, how to structure that script when you're calling in to speak to a recruiter. I definitely want to do that over some, at some point over the next couple of weeks. I'll definitely cover that as a topic. Uh, but again, thanks so much for tu- tuning in. My name is Dean Kulwira. I'm your host. And thank you for tuning in to Conversations with a Tech Recruiter.